Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmed, and today we are going to talk some more about audiobooks. Yes, we're going to talk about reading through COVID-19 and some bookish thoughts and uh, something I'm planning for the future in my podcast. So let's get started. How is everyone doing? I know COVID-19 has thrown a lot of people for a loop and there have been a lot of changes in our lives. How are you keeping up with all of that? How about reading? I've heard that most people have had a slight motivation roadblock with reading and we'll address that later. First things first, does listening to an audiobook constitute reading? A resounding yes, and that's all I'll say about that. This is not the episode to discuss the authenticity of an audiobook read. I do not wish to beat a dead horse. Look it up in my earlier episodes. I know I talk about it with Jenny in Montana. I touch on it in uh, episode 12 called You Have Ruined Reading for Me. And I bring it up on and off through my episodes. So if you want to take it up with me, sure, bring it. But I will say this. Before you do that, I would suggest you listen to my episodes and see my thoughts about audiobooks and my science behind it. Okie dokie. And then you can come at me. Reach me through email at livingalifethroughbooks at gmail.com or even send me a direct message on Instagram. Back to COVID-19 and the change in our reading. I have had a significant drop in my reading and my reading motivation after I've been stranded at home, especially audio, because that was my max consumption of books. And furthermore, time was not the issue. I have plenty of time. It's just the feeling that I don't want to anymore. I don't care about reading. I don't care about this podcast. I freaking don't care about anything anymore. I'm too stressed out about my dental office and the government loan programs that change almost literally every hour. And I'm not kidding about that. So keeping up with those changes has been very difficult for me and my mental health. And the first thing that suffered was my reading. When I first stopped working, my schedule was all off. Some folks have told me that they used to listen to audiobooks on their commute to work. They used to down two audiobooks a week, and now they're not working, and that time to listen to the book is gone. So I've been thinking about that issue of change in our schedules that have caused a change in our reading habits and our mental health. It's a time issue and a motivation issue. First thing I'll address is time. That commute time you used to listen to books is essentially not gone, but I would say it's not a carved out for audiobook time anymore. And that's the thing about this whole motivation and reading journey. We need to come into ourselves and carve out that time again 
and push ourselves to read and maintain some sort of normalcy. So with audio, put your headphones on and do dishes, vacuum, sweep, laundry, and listen to a book while doing it. Just don't forget to put your headphones on when you're doing the housework. I spent a couple of hours in my garden once and uh, I put my headphones on. I was chopping vegetables and cooking with my headphones. I eat breakfast wearing my headphones. It's new routines that I am carving out to get more reading time in. And it's being more cognizant of any available pockets of time. How do you find that motivation? Find a buddy. Push each other forward and upwards. Listen to each other. Help each other heal and help each other find your way to carve the time to listen to books and read and remind each other to wear your headphones. The other trick I have used is something I used in general when I couldn't find motivation. I set a timer. Today I set a timer for an hour to read. That was not audio. I was reading an ebook and it worked. I read the whole hour and then I took a break and the story was good, so I wanted to come back to it. The second time around, I didn't need the timer, but it's just a tool to help propel you forward. Back to audiobooks, I have discovered a few apps. Of course, there's Libby. I talk about Libby all the time. So today is not the Libby audiobook conversation. I have several of those in my past episodes, and I would encourage you to listen to those. This conversation is about the other apps. Recently, I won a couple of audiobooks through Macmillan Audio. While in the beginning, I was super excited to win that first book, my first win was a process and a half to download and move files into an audiobook player. I mean, my first time doing that conversion literally took me four hours. If it weren't for American Dirt, I think I would have given up. And recently, I saw an Instagram post asking for help on how to listen to the audiobook if you won a copy through Macmillan Audio. Glad to know that I wasn't the only clueless one. And yes, of course, I contacted that person through Instagram direct message and explained my process. The process is complicated, but through it, I discovered the app called Book Player. It's an audiobook player. I would not mention it at all, except for the one feature it has that Libby does not. The speed of play. It can play the audio at two and a half times the speed. If you've ever heard American Dirt on audio, it's so slow. I mean, two times the speed felt a bit slow. And having that two and a half times option was great. The other app I recently downloaded is Libro.fm. Libro.fm is like Audible in that it is a paid subscription. I think it's $15 a month and the proceeds go to independent bookstores. And that's the big draw with Libro.fm. What are the terms and uh, conditions? I do not know. I'm not a member. I signed up 
to be part of their ALC program, the Advanced Listener Copy Program, and that's why I downloaded the app. I'm digressing, but apparently they don't send ALCs to anyone with less than 1,000 followers on Instagram, so at about 430 followers, I have my work cut out for me. It's a challenge to get an Instagram following, and I have gone way off topic. Back to Libro.fm. Recently, I got an email from this other website called BookSparks. They were offering for COVID-19 free audiobooks. So I downloaded a couple, but to download, you needed a Libro.fm account. So I had my account, and the books went into there, and that was my first experience listening to a book through the Libro FM app. I got distracted and had to listen to these other books that were expiring on Libby. So I will get back to listen to the books on Libro FM. But the one thing I noticed about Libro FM, again, is the speed factor. You can triple the speed three times, yes, on Libro FM. I did not do that, but what a cool factor. Speaking of increasing your speed while you listen to books, I have mentioned before that it takes some getting used to. I am completely used to two times the speed now. Maybe I should work my way up to three times the speed slowly, like I did with getting to two times the speed. Maybe. I'm considering it, but the only issue is that I only have two books on Libro.fm, and if I love the three times the speed... It will be hard to get back to two times the speed that Libby offers. But it's just something to consider. I do not have Audible, never had it, so I do not know how fast it can go. Don't know much about the app either, other than it's available and it's an Amazon app. I have a couple more notes about audiobooks, and my notes come from experience. The first note is about a flashback to your childhood. Do you remember when your mom or dad used to read you a bedtime story? I personally don't remember it, but I bring it up because about a month before COVID-19 hit, I got sick. I wouldn't say very sick, but I just couldn't breathe. Minor detail, right? I should have gone to the ER or urgent care. I mean, if you have difficulty breathing and you can't remember how to breathe, yes, that's a problem. I think I figured I would write it out. Well, I will say this. A, I should have not written it out, although things worked out for me, thank God. B, I did not have the flu. And C, it was a month before we were in the throes of COVID-19, so I didn't get tested for it. But what does this have to do with books and a bedtime story? I will tell you. I was so tired that I would lie down and listen to audiobooks while I was sick. And it was the most soothing experience of my sickness. I couldn't believe how comforted I felt by the voice and the story. I was floating in a state of nirvana and that combination of audiobooks and bed Felt like a drug that kept pulling me to sleep. Everything was going to be all right. So I thought about it and thought I would mention it here. I mean, it's just a concept. You may want to try go to bed with an audiobook. Although I haven't 
listen to an audiobook in bed after I got better. I just read in bed now, but I still remember it almost like a dream that I was being soothed and felt like I was floating away with the story. My other audiobook note really should have been added to the top where I discuss having breakfast and listening to audiobooks. The note is about eating and listening to audiobooks. I have crunched on carrots or chips while listening to audiobooks and it does not work. The sound in your ear is just so loud of the crunching that you cannot hear the audio. I had to turn the audiobook off just so I could eat my carrot and I was quite irritated and frustrated to be doing nothing but eating carrots. I thought I could maximize my time by doing two things at one time, eating and reading. Well, you can eat and read, but the food you eat matters. I would say stay clear of loud, crunchy foods, and you should be good for headphones or even just audiobooks. I know we are all in COVID-19, and we are not planning on any road trips. Well, at least we should not be planning road trips, but I thought I would share a couple of audiobook memories from my past. The first memory is when I drove to Jefferson City from St. Louis, and it's a two-and-a-half-hour drive, if I remember right. I finished two audiobooks on that trip. I think there was one that was halfway through that I finished, started the next one, and finished it on my way back. Yes, the good old days. Just wanted to leave that memory there to remind us that the time will come. We just have to be hopeful. My second memory is really about audiobook road trip compromise. See, my Jefferson City trip was just myself. It was a demo conference, so Brad did not join me. Later on, we went to Sault Ste. Marie in Ontario, Canada. That's 12 hours one way. You would think I got a lot of books down, but not really. Brad does not like listening to audiobooks at two times the speed. I have to slow down Frankly in Love to one and a half times the speed to listen. There was another trip to Arizona where we had a four-hour drive and listening to a book at one and a half times the speed was a bit painful. It felt so slow, but the alternative is not listening at all because my husband was not used to the two times speed. I told my cousin that I listened to books at two times the speed. She said, "Ah, my husband does that too. I hate it. I can see why, because like I've mentioned before, it takes a while to get used to, to the increased speed. But when you do get there, it's hard to go back. I don't have much else to talk about audiobooks. I do have a bookish note. It's about getting books sent directly to your Kindle by the author. So I have an author who I plan to get on my podcast soon. I do need to read her book first, but the point is this. When she sent me her book, I got a notification from Kindle that I needed to add her email address to the Kindle authorized sender email on my Kindle settings. So I did that and she had to resend me the book and then it worked. But the reason I mentioned this is that the email from Kindle also stated that they won't be sending me an email again reminding me about this Kindle authorized sender email list. I remember when I signed up for NetGalley, there was a note that we needed to add the NetGalley email to the Kindle authorized sender list, but I didn't consider it was a 
thing for every single sender. So note to you all, if an author contacts you and wants to directly email a book to your Kindle, you need to first add their email to your Kindle authorized sender email list, and then you can receive the book. That's an FYI. What else? I've been brainstorming plans for my podcast, and Monique and I have decided that we would try, try being the operative word, to get the same ARCs and read them and review and discuss them and have it come out on the pub day of the book. I think that would be super cool. I know Yoda says, do or do not, there is no try. Well, we are doing in that we are requesting the books, but there's no guarantee that we both will get the same book, so essentially it's trying. Okay, Yoda, your words don't apply to all situations. Just thought I should let you know that. Don't know why I'm dumping on Yoda right now. It's COVID-19. I'll blame everything on COVID-19. Speaking of COVID-19, let's be honest. It's been rough for all of us. And I know I talked before about calling your friends and family to check on them. Consider it your act of kindness. Gosh, we really should be doing it, pandemic or not, but it's more critical to do it during a pandemic. The next suggestion comes from the Book of Joy. This was a book I read almost two years ago. And one of the suggestions in this book, if I remember right, to relieve stress, is to empathize with someone who has less than you and try to mentally solve their problems. So let's take a broad blanket statement here. What would help a starving kid in Africa if their parent had COVID-19? What are things this child can do? All I'm saying is that when you try to solve for others and help others, it gives you a reprieve from yourself and your stresses and the solutions make you happy. Not that you are physically doing something, but there's hope for something. Read the book. It's the book of joy. For me, it would be worth the reread at some point. Ugh, so many books, so little time. Okay, moving on and coming to a close. Wanted to let you all know about upcoming posts and my currently reading, upcoming reads. Flatiron Books is publishing Saigon, a memoir by Fook Tran. The published date on that book is April 21st. And my interview with author Fook Tran comes out April 21st and 22nd. Don't miss it. Henry Holt Books is publishing The Book of V by Anna Solomon. That book comes out May 5th, and my interview with the author is scheduled. And if everything goes according to plan, I hope to have that interview out on May 7th. My next book club pick is A Good Neighborhood by Therese Ann Fowler. We discussed that on May 1st, and the book club episode for that should be coming out a week or so after that. I just finished The Book of V. I'm currently reading A Good Neighborhood. After that, I'll be doing Fantasy with the Magpie Isles from the Gems of Elsana. Alrighty, folks, that's all I have for this time. Please tell your friends about this podcast and share it with them. Also, if you love this episode or love anything about my podcast, please tell the world by writing me a review on Apple Podcasts. Or just take a screenshot of your screen when listening to my podcast and share it on your Instagram feed. 
I appreciate all your help in spreading the word about my podcast. The opening and closing music to this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavic. In this COVID-19 season, I want to end by thanking each and every one of you for taking time out of your crazy, changed, busy lives to listen to me. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books, signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time. <laughs>